All right, folks, here we are, another week, week 14. We are now into the fourth quarter, the final stretch, where playoff hopes will either come true or go to die. And like I said, there's a lot of big matchups here today, and obviously everybody's trying to figure out where they, where they stand. And like I said, we have your lock of the week, my game of the week, and obviously some playoff critical matchups. But now that we are in the final stretch of the season, we get to this part of the year where we're gonna cut some we're gonna cut some things off here. We're gonna we're gonna cut some teams off here. So as as we start today, these are the following games we will not we will not look over here. The Falcons and the Chargers we will not look look at. The Broncos and the Pan- Panthers, we will not look at. So those are those are two definitely. We are not going to look at those games. And then our unanimous choices, we have the Tennessee Titans over Jacksonville. Tennessee will bounce back in a big way after an embarrassing loss last week. You know. Yeah, Tennessee should win that easy. <laughs> the Seahawks should have one of their best games of the year. They're playing the New York Jets today. Yeah, the Jets had their one chance last week to win a game, and they blew it. So um, it, it's, there's a good chance they go 0-16 this year. And could they be in the, in the in the ranking of the worst 0-16 team in NFL history? We'll see if it, if it comes to that. Yeah, and by the way, if you're ever back in the preseason, I predicted them to have the worst record in the NFL this season. So. Yeah, you were right about them. You were right about them. But I was right about Jacksonville being bad, too. But yeah, at this point... Yeah, definitely. But, you know, the, the, the Jets, a lot of people thought that they'd actually have a half-decent team, not not a playoff team, but, you know... Yeah, I thought they could win. I thought they could at least go 6-10, and 10, but obviously they're worse off than even that, so... I mean, they could still win a game. I mean, they were close last week, but unfortunately, it ain't worth it. Yeah, Adam Gates is never getting a head coaching job in the NFL again, that's for sure. No, he's going to get the rich co-tight treatment very soon. <laughs> Probably end up in college as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. All right, we're going to start. Now, obviously, why did people, why did, why do you ask why we cut off a few teams if we didn't cut off this team? Dallas and the and the Bengals. Well, technically, the Cowboys still have an outside, though very, very slim, but outside chance to still win this 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 sad NFC East. That doesn't look as sad as it did about a couple weeks ago. But today, they're in Cincinnati to play the Bengals in a game that's very winnable, and maybe their last chance to win to to be favored in a game this season. So. We'll start today with this matchup. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, before we get into that, I mean, this game is getting so uninteresting. I'm just mostly going to give you a score anyway. But um, um, I mentioned how I, I want to give you a, a heads up for – I want to give you a preview for the next couple Wednesdays, a couple things to talk about um, so, that you have a, so that you know if you need to prepare anything. But um, when we talked last Wednesday, I mentioned how the Eagles season is so bad this year. I want to start looking. We're going to have to start looking towards the offseason anyway because the Eagles season's over. But little mini segments here, like five, ten-minute segments each Wednesday where we uh, 
do a little preview of a certain aspect of the Eagles' upcoming offseason we're going to look into. Um, I mentioned that this coming Wednesday, it's actually going to be a two-quick-part two se- section here. Um, the, main, the main section that I mentioned that we're going to talk about is um, we're going to look at the, the, first, the Eagles' potential first-round draft picks because, um, let's face it, the Eagles are, at this point, they're picking top five, so we're looking at them getting a potential franchise-changing player so um, I'm going to debut my pick for who I want the Eagles to, to grab if they do pick top five. Um, and then the other, the other part is going to be real quick because this is tough for people to even evaluate, but I dug deep into the research, and um, Howie Roseman is a guy who may be stripped of his GM duties or fired altogether. Um, so I found my pick for who I want to be the Eagles' next GM and it's a guy that I think is a young, up-and-coming, top-notch GM candidate that can change this franchise around quickly. So um, there's that this coming Wednesday. And then the following two Wednesdays, I'm just going to give you a quick briefing so that you know. Um, in two weeks, in, in, the 23rd, I should say, um, we're going to do a quick look at the Eagles' salary cap situation for the upcoming 2021 season because... We already know the numbers. We're sixty. We're projected to be about sixty-five million over the cap. So, <laughs> you know, um, but we're going to dig a little bit deeper and look at how the Eagles can at least manage to get under the cap and have at least a little bit of money to sign their rookies and a couple low-level free agents to fill in the gaps in the team. And then the following Wednesday, December thirtieth, we're going to look at. Um, the Eagles own upcoming free agent players, and we're going to do a little uh, stay or go segment with those guys. Cool. That that's nice. So, but in terms of this Cowboys game, I'm just going to give you a score, man. This is such an uninteresting game. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to get the victory here, and it's going to help because when the Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, the Eagles should move up another spot in the draft rankings. So we'll move up to number five at least, and potentially even number four after after today's over. So the Eagles, or yeah, the Eagles, the, the Cowboys get a victory here over the Bengals, and I'm just going to give you the final score. I'm going to say thirty to thirteen. Well, like I said, I mean, well, you're being really grateful to, to the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys, man, without Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, but Brandon Allen ain't the worst quarterback in football, you know. I, I guarantee if the Eagles played the Bengals, they probably would beat them because Brand, because anybody over Carson Wentz seems like a, a, a given, no matter how limited or how bad they the, the their quarterback is. But Brandon Allen's not a terrible quarterback, and he's played okay for the Bengals since, since you know, he took over. Obviously, they, they're not high on Ryan Finley, so that's why they brought in him when Burrow went down. But obviously the Cowboys are a team that, you know, I think they want to finish last. I think that's the mindset now. Their run defense is the worst in football. I mean, they, they're they one of the five worst run defenses in NFL history right now. They're on pace to be. And I just think that with Geno Bernard and, and a few others, I think Joe Mixon will play today. This is going to be a battle. This is going to be a qu- a, qu- a, a battle but obviously, you're looking at situations. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the upset here. Now, Andy Dalton is playing his old team, so 
obviously there is something in intrigued for for that. But I'm going to go with the upset here. I think the Bengals are going to are going to surprise Dallas here. I think that they're going to outrun them, and that's going to be the difference. So, Bengals win, and the final score, twenty-three to twenty. All right, like I said, we're. We already told y'all at the beginning that we're looking. We're we're not going to preview every game because of the playoffs. It's now about the postseason. So, but obviously, we're going to go to a big matchup here in the midway here in Chicago. The Bears are basically hanging on on a string of making the postseason. Their season has basically fallen apart. They've lost their last six. Now they're playing the Houston Texans with. Deshaun Watson, unfortunately for for Houston, they could be eliminated by the end of the day. But even with even if they win this game, but we are only previewing this because if the Bears win, they stay in the wild card hunt. They're only a game out, but obviously they're they're falling apart here. And I believe Trubisky's going to get the start again today. So go ahead with this sad matchup. Yeah, this is a bad matchup. Um, the one somewhat intriguing thing you can say is. Um, it's just a few years ago, the Bears, with the number two pick, drafted Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. Um, now these two are facing off, and it's proven to be a bad pick from the Bears because Deshaun Watson has been an MVP, almost MVP caliber player since he came into this league, and Trubisky, Trubisky's looking like a total bust. So, you know, there's that. But um, the bottom line, the Bears, they started the season um, – they started the season four and one, and back then, after that first month of the year, I was telling you that the Bears are the biggest frauds, fraud, most fraudulent four and one team in the NFL, or his, possibly NFL history, um, and it's proven to be true. They're on a six-game losing streak. They're awful, and um, they got nowhere to go but down, and they're going down today, man. So I'm going. I say Watson has a good game. Because when you look at the Bears' D, that hasn't even been good lately. They allowed two weeks ago 400 yards passing to Matt Stafford, and then last week Aaron Rodgers had four touchdown passes. And this week Deshaun Watson's going to have a big game. So Houston wins easy. And I'm going to say final score of 34-16. Yeah, like I said, we're only previewing this game because of where the Bears sit in the NFC playoff race. And right now they're free falling. In fact, you said they went four and one. They actually started five and one. In fact, but like I said, they you were right about them a, a few months ago that they were not a team that was going to go very far. They're just not built well offensively, and I mean defensively they're decent, but they're just offensively they're they're worse than the Eagles. They have they're just terrible. And like I said, Mitch Trubisky, you know this happened to him last year. Late in the year he played the Rocket. On a Sunday night game, and he got owned by that. And the Bears know that they look like fools for drafting Trubisky, knowing what Mahomes and what and what Watson's going to do to him today. I mean, Deshaun Watson is having a solid year, even though Houston's team is not that much better. But he's having a solid year. He's if there's a pro if if there was a Pro Bowl game, he'll be in it. But at this point, you know, this is going to be much of a battle for a very short time, and I just think that. Houston's just a little, they're, you know, Watson's going to put on a show, and it's going to be tough for Khalil Mack and that defense to do much about it. So I agree with you. 
Houston wins comfortably, and the Fouls score 29-16. to <laughs> Now we get to interesting. We get back to the NFC East situation. In fact, we'll, actually, we'll pass that. We'll, we'll get to the NFC East here in a moment. We're going to do those two games in a row. Let's go to the Green Bay matchup, to the NFC North matchup with Green Bay. Obviously, for the Packers, they're coming off a big win against the Eagles last week in a game that really should have been more dominant than it really was. But, obviously, they co- they played Detroit today. And, like I said, Green Bay hopes that the Jalen Hurts experience works out in their favor because if they if somehow the Eagles pull an upset today, they could be in first place in the conference. And, obviously, we've talked... All- the last several weeks about the Saints and the Packers and both of them needing that one seed. So this is a very important matchup here because playing in Detroit has not been easy for Aaron Rodgers over the last several years. So obviously Matt Stafford and company trying to play spoiler. They're coming off of a win last week in the post-Patricia era, but a big matchup here for Green Bay to try to keep their chances of being the number one team in the conference alive. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this one, as far as I'm concerned, you could pretty much put this in as a lock. I mean, Detroit's awful. Green Bay's one of the top teams in the NFL. This isn't even a matchup. Look for Aaron Rodgers to have a huge game. Um, You know, maybe Matt Stafford can put up some points and somewhat stick around for at least the first half or maybe even three quarters. But the bottom line, Green Bay's weighted on another level from from the lines. So, yeah, this, this should be an easy win for Green Bay. So I'm going to put the score at, uh, I'm going to say, 41-24. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, Detroit, they have really nothing to play for themselves. They're like the Bears. They're basically, you know, they're still in the mix for a wild card. But, like I said, they're just, they're not they're not built to go anywhere right now. Like I said, Stafford's future. Like I said Stafford's future with the Lions is obviously on the line here for the rest of the year, you know. But obviously, there's going to be a lot of house cleaning in Detroit when the season is over. For Green Bay, like I said, both them and the Saints are fighting for that one seed. This is going to come down to the final week, and obviously, for Green Bay, they need this game very much. Like I said, they've had their difficulties in Detroit over the last several years. But they won here last year, and they're going to win here today, and I believe that that's going to help. We'll see if they get a boost from the Eagles later on in the day, but I think they're playing late in the day, I think, too. I don't, I don't know if that's a late game or not, but but all I know is Green Bay needs this win, and they're going to get it. So they win, and the final score, 36-19. to All right. Okay, we're going to go to the AFC, and like I said, it's critical, very critical. We have our our first playoff critical matchup of the day. Like I said, Indianapolis trying to stay in the wild card situation, even though technically they can take the lead in the NFC in the AFC South. What am I saying? NFC, AFC South today with a win, but obviously, and and a Titans loss. Obviously, your Raiders, your Las Vegas Raiders, are hanging on by a string here. They're they're still they're right outside the wild card, but they need to have a strong finish. And the last two weeks hasn't gone very well for them. 
you know, getting their ass whipped by the Falcons and just barely escaping the Jets on the road. They're back home again where they've been much better at, but obviously a big matchup here in the late afternoon for obviously somebody's making the playoffs or both could miss it or both could make it. So big matchup here, playoff critical. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, with this one, like you said, the Colts today, they have a opportunity to not just um, solidify their stance in the, in the um, wild card race because when you look at some of the other teams that are in the race, they got some real tough matchups. But the Titans have an easy matchup, so um, um, the, Chief, the Colts need to get a victory to keep pace. Um, and the Raiders, like you said, man, they've – They've fallen apart just like last year toward the, on, in the stretch run. Um, they had that huge last-second touchdown pass that got them, uh, that snuck a victory over the Jets for them. But, I mean, that's not going to happen this week. You know, they're going to actually have to play a game. And I just don't see it happening, man. I don't see it happening for them. Um, the one player to look out for for the Raiders' offense is Darren Waller. This guy is one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Um, against the Jets, again, who were awful, but against the Jets last week, he had 13 receptions, 200 yards, two touchdowns. You, so you know the Colts are going to be trying to take him away. And the other aspect of the Raiders' offense that the Colts are going to be looking to shut down is that run game. Um, throughout the year when the Raiders were hot, they were getting, they were, they were running the ball and, um, and they were really doing a good job, but over the last three games, they're averaging just 67 rushing yards per game. So, um, obviously, you look at why they've fallen apart, a lot of that falls on the running game and the lack of success they've had. And with the Colts, obviously they got one of the top defenses in the NFL, both against the run and the pass. So I, I just think the Raiders are going to have a tough time today and look for Phillip Rivers to have a nice game against a bad defense. So look for the Colts to get the victory here. Um, I'm going to give it the Colts win, final score of 31-21. Like I said, these two teams know that they need the, a strong fourth quarter of this season to make the playoffs. Where for the Colts, they can be as high as a third seed or out of the playoffs. They can be all over the place, really. But obviously, they're coming off of, of a tough of a tough win in, in Houston, and now they're still on the road going out to Vegas here. Like I said, I, I don't trust Phillip Rivers for a second. He's he's still playing like he's like he he has no he has he doesn't make any sense. And obviously, you know that whole entire offense has to play better. You know they didn't play they didn't play that great against the Titans a few weeks ago, and they obviously barely avoid, avoided you know disaster against the Houston Texans. And obviously for the Raiders, like I said, you're hoping that they would make a run, but obviously they're making the wrong run. Like I said, the last two weeks on the road have been dis- could have was very disastrous and almost could have ended disastrously as well in in the, in in the Meadowlands. So Gruden once again has to prove that he's a real coach and not some kind of sideshow. This is a game he has to outcoach Frank Wright, and I don't know if he can or not. Derek Carr is another quarterback that I, I kind of don't trust either. And, you know, we'll see what happens here as this game goes on. But I agree with you. I think Indianapolis is the better team here. And they're riding 
you know, they need to get their act together. They're, they're a better defense. It's going to be a tough defense to, to, to score on. So I think that the Colts are going to win this game. I think it'll be a closer game. I think it's going to be a battle. Both teams desperately need this 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 win. But I'm going to go with the Colts in a close one here. So Indianapolis wins and the foul score 31-27. to All right, we're going to get to a matchup that's very, very much could we could see again here in a month, potentially in the in the wild card, maybe maybe not in the divisional round, but probably in the wild card, potential wild card matchup here. Like I said, Miami is having a solid year. Obviously, Tua Tagovailoa is having his is doing his thing here, and Brian Flores is in the in the mix for coach of the year. He's having a solid. He's going to be right there in the coach of the year battle. But obviously they have a big test here today. They're playing probably the top team in the conference. And obviously the defending Super Bowl champs. The Chiefs. Big Red. The Rocket. You know, big matchup here. And like I said, it could, like I said, these two teams could be again in about a month from now. So go ahead. Yeah, well, like you said, Tua's been 4-1 as a starter since he took over as a starter. But um, the Dolphins haven't been winning with their offense. They've been winning with that defense. Um, in those five games with Tua at quarterback, the Dolphins have scored 30 points or more just one time. So it's not like they're putting up a ton of points. Um, at the same time, like I said, Miami's defense has has been really good, really all year with Fitzpatrick or Tua. Um they they got the second fewest points allowed, and they also um, are a team that causes a lot of turnovers. Um, they have one take. They have at least one takeaway in 18 straight games. Davian Howard has eight interceptions this year, which leads the NFL. So I mean, their defense make, makes a lot of plays, and um, they're going to have to today because even though they're the sec- they they got the second fewest points allowed. Um, they're going up against the highest-scoring offense in the NFL, and the Chiefs. And um, the Chiefs are a team that's coming in hot. They're on a seven-game winning streak. And as much as uh, Miami does um, cause hat wreak havoc and tur- cause turnovers, the Chiefs don't turn the ball over on offense. They have eight total this year, um, which is the fewest in the NFL. And Mahomes has thrown just two interceptions all year. So... You know, this is a, this is an offense that scores a lot of points and doesn't give the ball away versus a defense that causes a lot of turnovers and allows very few points. So that's going to be the key matchup there. Um, and one matchup within the matchup is to look at is that Kansas City offense in the red zone because um, as good as they are and as talented as they are offensively, they've had a lot of trouble lately or touchdowns in the red zone. They've scored just one TD in their last eight red zone appearances. So going up against a really good defense in the Dolphins, they're going to have to punch it in the, into the end zone. They can't rely on just the big play. Um, but the end, in the end here, I think, uh, I, think my, I think Kansas City is going to be able to get points. And, um, I mean, they're not going to drop 40 or anything, but I think they're going to be – if they can score 30 or more – or just 30, I think they got this game. And I think their offense is definitely good enough. They, they should, shouldn't have a problem cracking 30 against pretty much any team in the NFL. 
So, um, um, yeah, as good as the Miami defense is, they are going to let up some plays. And in the end, Kansas City's going to crack 30. Miami's not. So I got KC with the victory here. And I'm going to put the final score at 30 to 20. Yeah, the weather right now, if you look at the weather, most of the area, most of the outdoor games today will be basically fair. And obviously a little bit unseasonably warm. It's going to be 60 here in Philly. But on Wednesday, we're going to, have to see more snow than we've seen in the last two winters combined. So next week, the weather's going to get different. It will be a whole hell of a lot different than it is now. It's going to be much colder, and there's going to be snow on the ground. So we're going to be looking at winter coming very soon. But... Obviously, why am I talking about this? It, this game is in Miami, so there's no snow, and it's going to be about 80 degrees today down there. So, like I said, you know, it should be the weather shouldn't be an issue. It's a beautiful day down there. Like I said, when you go to Florida at this time of the year, and obviously you live in Florida, the weather is as best at this time of the year. So it's really nice to go down there. The humidity's gone, everything else. So it should be too com- uncomfortable of a day. It'll be a little warm out there, but like I said, the Chiefs, you know, they're rolling right now, and there's and like, you know, like you know the Colts and the, I mean like the Packers and the Saints in the NFC, they're fighting with the Steelers for that one seed in the AFC. They have clinched a playoff berth, but they still, because of their division loss to the Raiders and Pittsburgh doesn't have a division loss, they trailed them still in the in there by possession. So. They need to win out and the Steelers to lose at least one more time to get home field advantage, and it's going to be very difficult. So that's why this matchup potentially would be a potential playoff matchup, though Miami's currently on, on most boards six in the AFC So in the if the playoffs started today, so this wouldn't be a matchup, but it could still very well be. And obviously, if you're looking at the Rocket and what this offense has done, obviously, complete compared to what the Eagles have done, they're the complete opposite. They don't turn the football over, and obviously, they're a, they're a tough. They're a quick strike. Also, they're very quick to score points. They've scored the most points in the league this year, while Miami's given up the second fewest in the league this year. So, like I said, it's going to be a battle. This is going to be a big battle of strengths. But like I said, I just think Kansas City is just a little bit better. They're just a little bit better, like you said. And it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. And Tua has not turned the football over either. He has seven touchdowns and no picks. That might change today as well. Even though Kansas City is not one of the harder defenses to play, they can turn you over. And they can make plays themselves. So if you're, you know, Tyron Matthews is a guy you got to watch out for, number 32. So... Like I said, it's going to be a battle here, and like I said, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are going to go down there and take care of business because they're just a better team. And I mean, Miami has a chance, but I just think that Kansas City's just a better team. And it's going to be a battle. I think this is going to be a battle today because I do think Miami's can can keep up point to point with with the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, Kansas City is looking for that for that home field advantage, and they need this game. So. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well, and the final score, 32-27. to All right, we're going to go to the Monday night game next. Of course, my Ravens are, are playing in it, and obviously 
like I say, I put them in my top five list for a reason. I still think there's still fight left in them to make to not only get back into this postseason, but to make some noise when they get there. But obviously, they're in for a very very tough matchup, and probably the biggest in one of the biggest games in a, in a long time for the Browns. The Browns can put the Ravens out of their misery and put them out of the postseason if they can win tomorrow night. Baker Mayfield and, and his and his, and this team finding ways. But this is going to be a critical matchup for both teams. Browns could clinch a playoff berth with a win and a few other things happening. Miami losing, Colts losing. So they're actually in a position to actually make the postseason if they win if if circumstances go their way. But it's going to be a t- it's going to be a long shot there, but a big matchup here in the AFC North that has a lot on the line. So go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, the Browns haven't been to the playoffs since 2002, um, so they're obviously looking to to end the the longest street non playoff streak in uh, um, in the NFL right now. But that season they went nine and seven too. So. Um, Really, they're looking for their tenth win, which I don't even know when the last time. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. They went ten and six. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah, okay. they so missed they the playoff. They just missed the postseason, though. Okay, I was gonna say I don't think they made since they won ten since they came, they came back in the league. But okay, okay, that's good to know. Um, either way, they're looking to get to that double digit victory. And meanwhile, Baltimore, um, if things play out in that Raiders game the way I'm expecting them to. Baltimore right now is tied with the Raiders for that last playoff spot, so they got a shot at uh, taking sole possession of the seventh seed. Um, now, when you look at these two teams, Baltimore hasn't played well recently, but they did just destroy the Cowboys last week. Um, they ran for 294 yards, and when you look at earlier in the year, they crushed the, the Browns in their first matchup with a score of 38-6. So, um, obviously, they... They, they had a lot of success earlier in the year against this team. Um, but one thing with the Browns recently, in, a, in approximately six games, Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown an interception since um, October of October 25th. So he's obviously uh, stepped his game up, and he's not turning the ball over. And obviously Cleveland has it's, it's helped propel Cleveland to a near playoff berth, which – um, maybe they won't clinch it today. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But um, either way, I think they're going to get the ten wins, which pre- which makes them a lot this time to make it with ten, make it to the playoffs with ten wins. So I got Cleveland beating Baltimore today and getting revenge from the game earlier in the year. So Browns win with a final score of twenty-seven twenty-four. Yeah. A few a few notes before I get to this game. You know, you made you also made an error. In they did make in two thousand in two thousand seven they went ten and six with Derek Anderson. They actually missed the playoffs barely. You know, they lost the tiebreaker to the. I think I, not the Steelers. I forgot who they missed the tiebreaker. I think it was Tennessee or something. They might have lost to them earlier in the year and they lost that tiebreaker. But they went ten and six. In 2007, that's the la- that's the last and the only time since '99 they've won double digit games, and also, yeah, yeah. Right. and I knew they didn't make the playoffs since '02, and I, I just assumed that uh, you know, 
typically a 10-win team doesn't miss the playoffs, but it does happen here and there. Yeah. You know, with the Eagles even. Yeah, it happened to the Eagles twice. <laughs> but anyway, also, also, Baltimore and Vegas are not in the playoffs. Right now, the Miami and Indianapolis hold the other wild cards, so they're right outside of it. So, just let you know about that. What was that? Baltimore and uh, and the Vegas Raiders are both on the outside of the wild card picture right now. They're right outside of it. Well, there's seven teams in the playoffs this year. Yes, but Miami and Indy are currently in. They have eight wins. Raiders oh, yeah, and Raiders. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm adding my. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. It's all good, man. It's all good because I'm. We we we're not perfect, and I made errors too, and I make errors too. I make more errors than anybody, so it's all good. Well, no, you know what, man? If you if those those two are the four, the five and six seeds, which would mean that there's a seventh seed that's still open between the Raiders and the yeah. Ravens. Yeah, but right now Miami they, and they Indianapolis for that last seed. Miami and, and Indianapolis are both eight and four, and uh, and the Raiders and the Ravens are seven and five. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm saying, though, man, is um, those two are tied for the seventh seed at the moment in the playoffs because this year there's seven playoff teams, so. Well, ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> let, let's get, let, let's get to. We're not, we're not, uh, yeah, yeah. up with that, but okay. But anyway, let's get to, let's get to this matchup. Obviously, like I said, this is a critical matchup, as I've said. This is a playoff critical matchup, number two, playoff critical Obviously, for the Ravens, they've had it tough here the last month, but they're coming off a big win against the Ra- against the Cowboys, and that obviously could open the door for a potential run. And obviously, the Browns have done a great job. Like I said, Kevin Stefanski is also a Coach of the Year candidate. He's done an exceptional job with this organization. He's made Baker Mayfield a much better quarterback than anybody else has since he came into this league. <clears throat> He's, he only has thrown seven interceptions, and like you said, he hasn't thrown one in over a month, and that's even more miraculous. But obviously, the strength is their running game, and that's something that, you know, but they're playing, but the Ravens are still one of the, it's still a top five defense in this league. And it's going to be very difficult, and it's going to be very difficult to do what they had to do. Like I said, they met opening week, and the Ravens destroyed them, and we thought that. You know the Browns were going to be crappy or not, but obviously they always struggle at the in these in season openers, and obviously that hasn't critique what their season has turned into. This is going to be a tough matchup for both teams. I mean, this is going to be a big one. I mean, this is probably the most important game for the Browns in many many years because they're looking at the playoffs and they could clinch a one of the wild card spots. I don't think they're going to win this division. I don't think they're going to beat. Pittsburgh in the division, but I do think that, you know, between them and, and the Ravens, I think it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle, and I think that they can get their act together. It's going to be a war, but I still, I still, something tells me the Ravens, that win on Tuesday might have opened the door for them to get back into this, into this postseason, and they're going to need this game, obviously. They got to win out, because another loss is probably going to put them on the outside looking in. So, I think the Ravens are going to win this game. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be tough, tight. But I think that they're going to find a way here. So, Ravens win. Lamar Jackson finds a way to score a late touchdown, throwing or running. And the final score, 33-27. to 27. 
All right, we're going to go to the NFC East situation. Like I said, as much as we've trashed this division, there has to be a winner. And we talked on Wednesday, and obviously you, you kind of know that as bad as this division is, so, these two teams have waken up and have, and have turned this thing, are turning this thing around slowly. The Giants and Washington both have won a combined se- the last seven games. But obviously, we're going to start with Washington. They both, they're both going to be in our spotlight here, what I call the spotlight zone. And like I said, Washington is on the road today for the third straight week. But they're playing in a, in a place that they, weren't, that they played earlier this year. But they're playing a different team in this building now, Arizona's house, where the 49ers have to play because of COVID. COVID has prevented them from playing in Northern California, so they have to play in Arizona for the rest of the year. So a big matchup here. Both teams are both at five and seven. They're still technically, technically, Washington could still get in as a wild card as well because the NFC, the wild card is six and six. So there's still an outside chance, but obviously they're not worrying about that. They just want to make, they just want to win this division and they have a chance, but. They need to win this game for that scenario to still be around. So, big matchup here in the late afternoon. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, like you said, the Niners are having a rough season this year. Um, coming off the Super Bowl, they, they were one of those teams that I was saying going into the year, you know, they were going to have the Super Bowl hangover. They kind of suffered a bunch of injuries even before the season started, but They've been nailed with injuries, and now they've been practically pretty much kicked out of San Francisco. They're stuck playing in Arizona. So, you know, things this year aren't just aren't going their way. Um, Washington, though, they've been turning it on this year, especially as the season has progressed. Alex Smith has played well, and now he's going up against his former team for just the second time. Um, but And Washington's a team that, you know, they get off the slow starts, but they turn it up in the second half, and we saw that last week with the Steelers, you know, they, they got down 14 nothing to the Steelers and then came back for the victory, um, and when you look at this season, the average the average score at halftime for a Redskins game is the Redskins are trailing 15.3 to 8.2 a half, but in the second half, they're outscoring teams by a margin of 13.8 to 6.3, so they're a team that turns it up in the second half. We personally saw it week one when uh, Carson Wentz flipped all world for a half and then looked as, as horrible as possible in the second half, and Washington beat us. So, um, you know, they've been doing it all year. But this game, I don't know, man. I mean, I want to pick the Redskins, but, you know, when we coming off such a big win against the Steelers, I feel like it's a letdown game, man. I feel it's like one of those games where it's just, you know, you, you, they, they put so much into beating the Steelers, and now they're going up against a bad team, and it's just going to be a, it's just going to be a, 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 a letdown performance out of them. So, even though I want to pick the Redskins, I'm going with uh, with the Niners in this game. So, Niners sneak out a victory here with a final score of twenty six twenty three. Well, like I said, I mean, this is going to be a big battle here. Like I said, both teams need to win if they want to stay in the postseason race. Obviously, the 49ers have an outside chance to make the playoffs as a as the seventh wild card. We'll see what happens there. 
obviously Washington's been rolling here. They've won their last three. Their defense is one of the better ones in the in in the league here recently, and they just come off one of the big, probably the most shocking upset of the season, beating the unbeaten 49 uh, Steelers in Pittsburgh on Monday. It's a short week, and I understand your your deal. A long road trip, third road game in a row, a short week. Obviously, I can understand why you may you're you're kind of you know you're you you know the Washington will bring it, but yeah, 49ers, they're tough. But this, I, but unlike you, I'm going to pick Washington because something about the 49ers, they're just too inconsistent, and I understand they're. They have they've had a lot of injuries, and that's and that's obviously has has hurt them this year, you know, and and it's hurt them a lot. But they're still a good enough team. But something tells me that in a game like this, Alex Smith is playing, and I trust Alex Smith. This is his old team. A lot of those matchups today, playing your old team. Obviously, it's not in Santa Clara. It's going to be in Glendale, Arizona, but. You know, like I said, San Francisco's not in their in their environment. They're not at home. They're not where they need to be. And I just think that Washington's got the momentum right now. They got the momentum that, that the others don't have. So I'm going to go with Washington. They're going to win this game. And the final score, 31-21. to All right. Now, like I said, we talk about Washington it's December. When was the last time the New York Giants were, were in a in a battle for something this late in the year? But they are. And here they are playing. They also like the Washington playing an NFC West battle. You know, an NFC West foe here in the Arizona Cardinals who are free-falling. They've lost their last three games in a row. While Giants have won their last four. And Daniel Jones, your boy, Danny Dimes, is back in the lineup today after having a hamstring pull a couple weeks ago. So, like I said, a very critical matchup for both teams if they want to make the postseason. Obviously, for the for the G Men, this is a big this is their a big matchup where they could put their they could put their stake into NFC East today. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I mean, this is two teams in opposite trajectory right now. Um, the Giants are on a four-game winning streak, and the Cardinals are on a three-game losing streak. Um, when you look at the Cardinals, you know, um, this whole team centers around Kyler Murray. And rushing-wise, over these last three games, he's averaging just 20.3 yards per game, rushing yards per game, which, you know, this is a guy that one of his calling cards as a potential franchise player is, his ability to run the ball as well as pass the ball, um, and then on top of that, if you if you've been reading any of the articles over the last week or so, there are people starting to question Murray's um, leadership ability. So, you know, things aren't looking too rosy out there in in Arizona. Um, meanwhile, the Giants they're coming in hot and they're looking for their first postseason appearance since 2016. Um, Arizona hasn't made it since 2015, so. Um, either way, neither team has made it recently. But um, like I said, the Giants are hot, and their defense has been playing really well. They've held their opponents in the last four games to 20 points or less in each game. And, um, and yeah, their defense is just looking good, and their running game is looking good too. Um, 
they moved up to 11th in the NFL in rushing yards. And um, they've had seven straight games where they've had 100 total yards rushing or more. Meanwhile, Arizona, they're a team that does run the ball. Obviously, like I said, Kyler Murray's a guy that typically gets a lot of yards rushing. Plus, they have Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. So they rank fourth in the NFL. But like I said, Murray hasn't been looking all that good. So, um, um, yeah, this is going to be a tough game. I think uh, I think it's going to be tight. But I think that New York defense and and the momentum that they've picked up, I think they're gonna um, I think they're gonna pull off the win here against Arizona. So yes, Arizona continues their free fall, and and the Giants extend their winning streak to five games as they are making a major uh, postseason push here. So Giants win, and I'm gonna put the final score at. 27-20. Yeah, this is going to be a, a, an interesting matchup. This will be here before the big Eagles game later here on here in Philly, this matchup. I don't know. You, obviously, you're not going to get that matchup because you're a Tampa Bay. But obviously, this is, this is a critical matchup for both teams. And the Giants have obviously turned this around. They've won their last... They've won their last four. No team has started lower than one in six and has ever made the postseason, so they're about to potentially make history. And obviously for Arizona, they were leading the division not too long ago. That's now seems like a like forever. And unfortunately, you know, Kyler Murray hasn't been playing well at all. He's you know he's turned the ball over too many times, and obviously they're not calling the plays. Cliff Kingsbury ain't calling the plays properly. But like I said, this is a critical matchup. But like I said, the Giants are rolling right now. They they're doing they're playing very solid defense, and that's why. I mean, their offense is okay, but their defense is why they're in the position that they're in. Kind of like Washington, both defenses have stepped up, and they're doing what they have to do. So obviously, this is a big matchup, and I'm going to go with sadly the G-men to to continue their their un, unlikely run to the to the division title. So, G-Men win, and the final score, 27-24. to 24. All right, now we're going to your neck of the woods, and this is another our, another one of our playoff critical matchups. I mean, you're getting towards your lock of the week here. I don't know if this is it or not, but obviously a big matchup here. Two teams going in different directions as well. Minnesota's won five of their last six. And the Bucks have lost three of their last four. So, somehow, some way, could Tam- could Tom Brady actually miss the postseason? If they lose out, they would. But like I said, big matchup here. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, the Bucks aren't missing the postseason. They they already got seven wins, and after this week, they got a lot of easy matchups. So. I mean, I don't see them losing, or I, I see them winning at least three games the rest of the year, which puts them at 10 wins, which puts them in the playoffs. But you did guess right, man. This is this game is my lock of the week. Um, you know, you look at you look at everything here, but Minnesota, they're, they're like you said, they've won five of their last six. The Bucks have lost three of their last four. Um, really, ever since Antonio Brown got here, I don't know if it's him. You can't. I don't know. That I'm going to say it's him, but. Ever since he got here, this offense has gone downhill. Um, now the Bucks, they do, they they did have the last week of uh, bye weeks, so 
they're coming off their bye, and that that's a good thing because they clearly looked like they needed a week off to just rest, and um, and that that that's a plus for them. But uh, this game is a seven point spread. The Bucks are favored by seven points. I mean, I, I think that's way too much when you factor in Minnesota's been playing hot. Dalvin Cook is rushed for uh, two twelve hundred fifty yards, and thirteen touchdowns. Add in. 314 receiving and one touchdown. Um, I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy that, that take, is taking over games and Minnesota's controlling the clock. And if you, you keep Tom Brady and this offense off the field, they're not going to have they're not going to have time to put up a lot of points and, and win this game by multiple scores. Which obviously, with a seven point spread, they're going to have to um, to cover. But that being said. I think the Bucks are going to get the victory, but my lock of the week goes to the Vikings. I think the Vikings, with that seven-point spread, I mean, there's no way this game's going to be a two-score game. This is going to be a one-score game. It's going to come down to the end, and when we're, we're talking about a game that comes down to the late fourth quarter, and we're talking about Kirk Cousins uh, versus Tom Brady, I mean, give me a break, man. <laughs> you know, it is no no way. But nonetheless, Minnesota covers, but Tampa wins. But the lock of the week goes to pick, taking Minnesota against the spread. So, but Tampa wins the actual game with a final score here of thirty-four to thirty. Like I said, these are two teams going in different directions. And like I said, this is the third time Cousins and Brady have met, messed up. Ironically, they've met they've met in different uniforms in the past as well. So, like I said, this is going to be a critical matchup. Obviously, Tampa Bay has struggled down here recently. They just coming off they're coming off a bye, so that helps. Obviously, that helps Tom Brady get himself going. You know, at his age. And to me, it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes. The good news is for for the Bucks. At 1 o'clock, they're perfect this year. They have no losses at the 1 o'clock position this year. So that obviously helps their their situation. And Minnesota obviously needs to rely on Dalvin Cook. They're like Tennessee. They need to rely on the running back to get any success. But we'll see what happens here. It could be a shootout. It could be a battle. But I agree with you. I think Tampa Bay finds a way. Like I said, they do have an easy on paper stretch, but they have to play the Falcons twice, and and Atlanta's not an easy team to play. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But obviously for Tampa, they need to win this game because if they don't win this game, making the playoffs, their chances are going to go down. So T- Tampa wins, and the final score, 35-31. to 31. All touchdowns today for them, so... All right, we're going to go. We have not a lot of time left, so we're going to go to our game of the week, my game of the week, the Sunday night matchup. And like I said, like Kansas City, Pittsburgh may be seeing this team as well again later on. Pittsburgh on the road plays Buffalo in a game where if they didn't lose to Washington, this could be their first loss of the season. But they don't want to start a losing streak. Buffalo tough to deal with at home this year. You know, they're unbeaten at home, I believe. So this is a big, big matchup here for both. I don't know if they're unbeaten or not, but big matchup here. Go ahead. Sunday night. Yeah, yeah so um, I'll go quick through this one anyway, just so we can talk about the Eagles. But uh, um, obviously after that big blowing, that, that big game that Pittsburgh blew last week to Washington, they're going to be um, 
they're, they're going to be extra focused today. Um, they, they, like we, we did our little uh, um, power rankings, and obviously I had Pittsburgh as not just the best team in the AFC, but the best team in the NFL. Um, that, that one loss didn't change my opinion. They're the most balanced team in the league. They got a really good offense. They got a top-notch defense, which ranks third in the NFL. Um, the one thing you can say about Pittsburgh as a negative is they do lead the league in, NF- in the NFL in drops from their receivers or, or just drops in general with 34. So they do drop a lot of balls. They don't have great hands. And against the Bills, they're, they're going to have to, you know, this is going to be a tough game. They can't make mistakes like that. Um, the Bills are really tough. And last year, uh, when you look at the Bills, they obviously made the playoffs. Um, and they clinched their playoff berth last year with a 17-10 to 10 victory over Pittsburgh. Now, obviously, things are a little bit different this year. Pittsburgh has Roethlisberger at quarterback rather than uh, Devlin Hodges. But at the same time, the Bills' offense is, is taking a major step forward compared to last year, even if their defense is taking a step back. So um, the Bills are a real tough team. The Bills can, can – they, they – even though their defense isn't as good as it was last year, they can compete with any team in the NFL. So, I mean, I expect this to be a real close game, but I think Pittsburgh's going to come out to determined to um, um, get another victory. Like you said, they're not going to be looking to get a two-game losing streak going. So I think Pittsburgh ends up with the victory in a very tight, tight contested game. And I'm going to say the final score here is going to be um, – I'm going to give you – 31 to 30. Like I said, this is a Sunday night matchup. They met on a Sunday night last year in Pittsburgh where Buffalo won, but obviously Pittsburgh didn't have Roethlisberger. They have Roethlisberger this year. But obviously, like I said, Pittsburgh, they're, they might be a very complete team, but there's some weaknesses there that got exposed against Washington last Monday. And like I said, they lead, they lead all, all receivers in drops, and that's very important because Buffalo's defense can be a, can be tough to deal with as well, and obviously Buffalo is tough at home. They they only lost once at home this year. They lost to Kansas City, but this is going to be a critical matchup for both teams. And like I said, I I can look at Josh Allen and everything else, but at the end of the day, I, I think the you know I think that the Bills are going to pull this off, pull this off. And like I said, this would have been the first loss of the season for the Steelers. Sadly, they're going to be on a two game losing streak, and we'll. And we'll give up the home field advantage, at least for this week. So, Buffalo wins, and the final score, 33-27. to Alright, we've reached our final matchup. You know what that is. The Eagles and the Saints. We have about five minutes left here. So, big matchup here for the Saints. Trying to stay with the home field advantage. They can clinch the division with a win today. But obviously, for the Eagles, even though making winning the division is now a long shot and basically almost over if Washington and the Giants win later on, obviously at this point, they're going with Jalen Hurts and they're going to hope and see what happens. But this game will be exciting no matter what the outcome is. So, go ahead. Yeah, man, I mean, let's face it. If, if Wentz was playing, this would be a lock, even even though we're Eagles fans and we still have to talk about the game. Um, Hurts, you know, there's just the uncertainty of how well he's going to play. Um, maybe he comes in and plays well, 
and propels this offense like he did when he came in last week against the Packers. But he also draws a real tough matchup here, man. I mean, the Saints defense is no joke. They're they're elite caliber in the NFL. Um, they're number one in the NFC in points allowed, and I mean, they're they're, they're tough to move the ball on. And they they've been winning with Taysom Hill at quarterback. I think uh, there is some some film now on what they've been doing with Hill, so he's he's gonna uh, level off a bit. But um, I mean, the fact of the matter is, Eagles just aren't talented enough to beat the Saints right now, even with uh, even even with Jalen Hurts. But you know, at least as Eagles fans, at least we have something to watch. You know, if once was playing this game, there wouldn't be anything for us to watch, man. This would just be a lock of a embarrassing loss, like every other game that we've watched. Most almost every other game, I should say, that we've watched this year. But hey. Maybe Hurts plays well. Maybe he doesn't. It's tough to say. Maybe uh, Peterson actually uh, makes some adjustments to his game plan and you know take, actually takes advantage of Jalen Hurts' uh, strengths and uh, masks his weaknesses, which I don't have much faith in that at this point because you know he hasn't been able to do it with Wentz. So why would he be able to do it with Hurts? But nonetheless, maybe maybe he uh, wakes up, but. Either way, it doesn't even matter, man. The Saints are going to win this game. Maybe I, I'm, I think it's going to be a tight, tight game, though. When you do look at the Saints, they do have a matchup next week against the Chiefs. So um, it, 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 this could be one of those games where the Saints are looking ahead to next week. But at the same time, just based on talent alone, they're still going to win the game, even if they aren't 100% in, in it head with their uh, mentally. So... Saints end up with the victory, but I do think it is going to be a tighter game than than you would think, looking at on paper anyway. So, Saints win, final score, 26-23. Yeah, like I said, I'll be quick here. Like I said, this is going to be very interesting. Like I said, this is going to be exciting because about maybe 30 days, about a month ago, it wouldn't these two quarterbacks that are playing today wouldn't have been the starters at all. But, that, but obviously, this is the NFL. It's a weekly league, so it's different. Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts, two very interesting, two very interesting quarterbacks with very similar skill levels, and I feel like the Eagles' defense will have something for Hill today. Hill's going to run the ball. I don't think he's going to throw it that much because the Eagles do have a very decent pass defense, and they could get to him very much. And this could be the day where the Eagles' defense may actually feed off of him. They could get sacks and turnovers, but we'll see what happens here. I mean, yes, there's no. No joke about the the Saints' defense. They are the best in the NFC right now. And obviously, that's going to be a problem for at times. But Jalen Hurts can move himself. I think he will get sacked a little bit, but he won't be like Wentz. He's not going to be a statue or make dumb decisions. He's going to make, I mean, he may turn the ball over, but he's not going to do it in a stupid way. He's going to, he's going to just try his best. But I do think at the end of the day, like I said, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a war, and I think it's going to be what it is. Even though uh, Aikman and Buck are doing the your your game down in Tampa Bay right now, Aikman and Buck, this is you know Burkhart Burkhart's going to do the game here second half. You know the number two guys. So I have I have the Saints winning uh, as much as I hope that maybe I could see the Eagles winning, and I know that um, what's your name Tyrone Johnson's. Picking them and betting on them, I think that the Saints will hold on 
and win, and the foul score 30-27. to So that's all we have. We'll join y'all Wednesday to look ahead, and that's all we have. So good. have a good one. Enjoy your games.